Who wins the T20 World Cup final? This is cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket, only better 167. This is the ultimate betting guide to the T20 World Cup final hosted by me, Ed Hawkins. No Sam Collins on this show. Last spotted running down Oxford Street with his St George's Cross boxers twirling above his head. Our thoughts are with him and his family. But here's another site for sore eyes. It's betting.betfairs. Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Ed. How are you? I'm good. And as ever, joined by a man who put flag love to one side for the second semi-final, only to get burned just like the rest of us. It's sportinglife.com's Richard Mann. How are you doing, Richard? Hi, Ed. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hopefully King Charles will forgive me this once. (laughs) Right. Patriotism, a bit of a theme on Cricket Only Better, because it's England versus Pakistan in the final from the G on Sunday. All the odd stats, trends, pitch data as usual – we will pick a winner for each main market. We're also here from Tasneem Summer Khan, who's done a deep data dive for top performers and stats and trends and more besides. This is your T20 World Cup final preview then. Remember, we had winners across the board in the first semi-final, less so in the second. Can we do better? We think we've got this game nailed. Let's go. We start with an outright for a change to win the world cup this is different from match odds folks because of the potential for a tie and super over they do keep going with super overs until they get a winner for this game there's no count back or anything like that uh, and if it is a shared uh, game because of uh, whether if they don't get onto the pitch uh, dead heat rules will apply on your outright market bet for exchange this is to lift the World Cup, England 1.68, Pakistan 2.44. Richard Mann coming to you in a second. Quick tweet here, though, from Freddie Wilde, Crickviz analyst, friend of the show. He says, without Archer, Bairstow, Wood, Milan and Topley, that is one of England's greatest performances. Although India are missing Bumrah, they're very strong and England have outbatted, outbowled and outthought them. A seismic result. Uh, strong words. Richard Mann, where did that England performance come from in the semi-final? Yeah, just picking up on that tweet, actually, might be the, the most significant result, actually, of England's recent white ball history. When you think of where they were in the summer, Butler took over the reins from Morgan and they looked in a bit of a mess, really. Um, brilliant stuff. I think for a punter and, and a sports fan, what it does remind us of about tournament plays, sometimes you can just peak too soon. And sometimes the ones to the what to watch the the sides who peak for the latter stages are knockouts. I mean, me and Paul like our snooker and countless times you see players struggle through the early rounds of the World Championship and then bang they come good at the latter stages. And that's what England have done. South Africa, for instance, brilliant early on and then fell away when it really mattered. Um and look, this was magnificent from England. One thing you'll always say about them is they're brave and bold. And they take the game on, and that's what they did. India lacked a little bit of intent today, but England didn't, and they got the just rewards. A magnificent performance. Mm, perhaps they had the bigger balls, so to speak. Uh, the Cobb crew in sensational, sensational tipping form for Pakistan versus New Zealand. Winners on the match, and each top bats and top bowlers for the teams. Uh, 
less so against um, India versus England in the semi-final. The second semi-final took a beating on the uh, match outright. A generic wagering question, Paul. Um, just when you've got something bang on uh, and the next game it goes terribly wrong, you obviously feel sore. But how do you uh, how do you tackle that mindset? I mean, you just got to keep going or do you make an adjustment on England? What? No, I think you've got to trust what you're doing. Um, you know, by all means, make whatever judgment you make about England's performance and what you make of their chances. But, the, you know, in, in my case, in that case, I simply, in that, during that match, didn't think that 170 was an easy chase. I didn't think it was an easy chase at all. And, you know, it was just one of those games where the openers got going, didn't get out and, you know, ran away with it. You do see that in T20 cricket. And you've got to remember in T20 cricket, how many games do we bet on a year? Hundreds. No yeah. one is actually more important in betting terms than us than the other. Um, and it's no disgrace to get one wrong occasionally. You know, I think if you tr- if your analysis is paying off in the long term, then stick with it. Yeah, I think it's a ten wicket margin, isn't it? As a as a punter, you can think you know you you had a bet on um, India, and the ten wicket margin, you feel embarrassed by it. You don't get. You don't get extra money back from the bookies how, how often, how big they win by uh, on a match bet. Anyway, uh, Patches on question. Sorry, go on. Play on that quickly. I mean, that's what I like about something like that margins market. Mm. Because if you are bang on, then you get a nice reward for it. You know, if you take a strong view on a match and you think, well, I think England will win this decisively or whatever, you'll get nice odds about two or three different margin ranges there. Mm. Uh, Patch has some question for you, Richard. Uh, I'm not an England fan. Uh, you are. I think Paul is occasionally as well. It's probably fair to say we know them as a team better than most. And because of that, are we more prone to see their flaws? Because obviously we're English, we watch English cricket more. So are we harsher on them when we should perhaps be a little bit fairer? I suppose it depends on your character, doesn't it? I think for me, I've watched so much T20 cricket that England have played over the last year or so, and their bowling has continually let them down, particularly at their death, particularly without Joffrey Archer. Um, so I think me and, and yourself, Ed, that, that's something we hone in on. I think you've got to be really careful as a punter which way your character is. I think I got drawn in a little bit in the ashes in the winter. I wanted England to do well because I felt that I had a really tough one in the pandemic when when other countries weren't really shouldering the burden of playing so much cricket. Um, and I kind of wanted them to do well in Australia when and I kind of my betting followed a little bit. And that's probably the first time I've ever done, done that with England. Um, but you live and learn, don't you? And and mm. and ho- hopefully my analysis and and my wagering has improved as a result. Yeah, um, I think I tend to be a bit harsh on England uh, more than more than other teams for, for certain. Uh, and was probably look, with hindsight looking back at the second semi final was too harsh on them because um, you could have been really harsh on India. And actually, we were up with a few shows back. We were a bit harsh on India. We weren't convinced by them and. Uh, we got caught up perhaps a little bit. Another general betting question, Paul, um, and bear in mind the, the game we're pre- previewing. You know, do we focus on what teams can do uh, or uh, or what they can't in, in a T20 final or, you know, a big game like this? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I instinctively think of what they can't do because mm. you'd think at the highest level in a World Cup final or likewise in something like the IPL, that weakness will ultimately be exposed. Of course, it's one game. It might not pad out that way. But I think 
in this particular game, for instance, I think that Shahina Freedy will make early inroads and it will prevent England from kicking on in the way they would do. Mm. Okay. If you, Can I just quickly, yeah, I should on. have elaborated actually on my previous point. One thing I would say is you've had a highly charged semi-final like this morning. I was pro India all along. And I think it probably took me a couple of hours to, to compute what had happened there. Very sore, very critical of India initially. It's suddenly in England are the best since, since sliced bread. You watch your Sky coverage, they're all over it. And then a couple of hours later, you can come back and actually you can make proper analysis of what went on and you can be a bit more reasoned. And I, if you give any advice to, to, to a punter, that is definitely something. Don't be afraid to take take your time to have a think about what's just happened, actually. Um, and my views have definitely changed just over the last four or five hours. Okay. A few clues there as to how we might go for this T20 World Cup final. We're going to be picking the winner, no doubt about that, uh, coming up. There will be a preview on betting.betfair, so check that one out. Opportunity there to take offers from the next World Cup. Uh, which starts uh, very soon. Something going on in Qatar or something. Terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Be gamble aware. Give that site a visit, please. Now get your notebook out because Tasneem Summer Khan returns and she's going to set this game up for us. Right then, Tasneem Summer Khan has done a deep data dive and has all the stats and trends to set this one up for you before we start to decipher the markets. Over you to t- over to you, Tasneem Summer. The MCG was the site of Pakistan's loss to India and England's to Ireland. With the movement and bounce India elicited, Pakistan will look to bowl first, and a 59% chasing record at the MCG will tempt England. Weather aside, it's a battle of the best bowling in T20 versus fearless batting. Pakistan's bowling has won in all phases. They're yet to lose a World Cup game in which Shaheen strikes. His form is key, having been missing from England's 4-3 win in Pakistan. Spin twins Shadab and Nawaz restrict in the middle, and at the death, Nasim and Hadis combine economy and striking to prevent acceleration. Despite Babur's recent lack of form, he steps up against England, averaging 51 at 143. Pakistan have only lost 30% of games in which he plays, averaging 32 at 119. That energy rubs off on Rizwan, with 88 at 140 against England. Pakistan lose 36% of games in which he plays, averaging 25 at just 110. England will want both striking low and under par. In terms of England's batting, Butler and Hales have been instrumental in their World Cup success. Butler strikes at 151 as an opener. Hales and Butler falling to Little for 7 and 0 respectively was vital for Ireland's win, something Shaheen will be looking to replicate. Liam Livingston is a different creature against Pakistan, averaging 49 at a destructive 216, and Muin Ali, already in top form, strikes at 150 against Pakistan. England will be itching for a fit Mark Wood, who was near on unplayable in Pakistan with an average of 8. Jordan pales in comparison, averaging 61 against the finalists, which Pakistani batsmen will look to take advantage of. Wokes will be vital in the power play, looking to neutralise Pakistan's openers and Curran's World Cup form, plus his seven games against Pakistan at 24, make him vital, particularly at the death. Pakistan's bowlers will look to temper England's superlative strike rate, while England will be looking to utilise Pakistan's anchor-heavy approach against them. England versus Pakistan is on Sunday, 
from the MCG live on Sky Sports start time is 0800 UK time Betfair exchange prices to win the match 1.68 England 2.48 Pakistan ties are void there is a reserve day uh, so before we do the teams I'm going to bring in weatherman Paul Krishnamurti because I think you've been looking at the weather Paul I have and it looks really grim um it's grim all weekend. I think with a rest day, there's no question we'll get enough time to get in 20 or 40 overs. But the question is, will um, there be a wet, wet outfield? Um, you know, I, I hope we're just being too, you know, paranoid here. But there's a lot of action going on already in the completed match market. So some people think that there's going to be a question mark overs taking place. Now, with that in mind... Um, you've got to bet on the if, if you want to back Pakistan, you've got to back them on the uh tournament winner market because if it is rained off, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it evidently is a chance they'll be joint champions and you'll make a profit without having done anything. Yeah, dead heat rules apply. Yeah. Uh, so look, if they do get on the onto the onto the field of play, and as Paul says, the weather forecast is pretty grim, uh, they could line up like this, England. Butler, Hales, uh, Milan may come back, and if he doesn't, Salt plays. Stokes, Brooke, Moeen, Livingston, Sam Curran, Wokes, Rashid, would miss the semi-final, but if he's fit, surely he comes back in uh, for Chris Jordan. We'll get um, some views on that in a bit. Uh, Pakistan, Rizwan, Babar, Harris, Masood, Iftikhar, Shadab, Nawaz, Wasim, Afridi, Ralph, and Nassim. Your MCG pitch from the last 23 games, 12 First inning score of 160 or more. 13 have been won by the side. Batting second, Pakistan and England. Harrowing losses here at this ground to India and Ireland, respectively. Uh, Pakistan batted first. Um, England chased to make that dodgy chase record more steadfast at that time in the tournament. But they seem to have got it over that. Uh, Paul, um, are we concerned about the toss here? I think you've got to be. I mean, it could be a 10-over match, in which case the toss is pivotal. Uh, it could be very overcast, bowling paradise. Uh, it's another reason to swerve the odds on favourite, really. Yeah, it's a mighty short price uh, about England. <laughs> I can see what where this is going. Richard, <laughs> uh, on boundary percentage with bat and ball, it's Pakistan rated number two versus England rated... Uh, number seven way down. Also, there's a ton of data showing England very weak against spin and Pakistan could bowl 12 overs of it. Uh, I don't really want to go too much over that semi-final. Did India miss that trick? Uh, could we be tying ourselves in knots about spin here and that's and that's not where Pakistan win the game? No, I've, look, I think if the data suggests that spin's a key weapon, I'm sure Pakistan will look to use it, but it, but it all comes in context. And I think in Shadab and Nawaz, these are two guys who, who who turn the ball away from the right-handers and into the left-handers. But England, if Milan's fit, they have four left-handers in the top eight. So they've, they've got a, a good arsenal to counter those two. Well, the wrist spinner and the left-hand finger spinner. Um, that might bring Iftikhar Ahmed into it, actually, the right-arm off-spinner. He could be interesting. As for India, I think they did miss a trick. I think Yuvi Shahal should have played. Um, 
look at I think Ashwin's been moderating T20 cricket for a while now anyway. and and more than that we've seen finger spinners find it really hard work in Australia the ones who've had success Shadab for instance has been magnificent in this tournament wrist spinners are extreme pace um, I think India should have played a wrist spinner uh, and it and it costs them, but we've got two brilliant wrist spinners on show in this final in, in um, Shadab Khan and Adil Rashid, and hopefully we we'll get to see plenty of them if we get twenty overs each. Okie dokie, Paul. Is it as simple as uh, is it the right price or the wrong price? Uh, and we can get really bogged down in data and trends, and we just need to basically look at the match odds uh, and decide uh, who is value. I think so, um, and I do think that the price is too one-sided towards England. They they are the superior T20 side in the long term. They're coming off a brilliant performance, a truly brilliant performance, but they've also been very in and out. Uh, they were previously very poor against Sri Lanka, I thought. They lost to Ireland on this ground, which I think is potentially a clue. And at the same time, Pakistan have suddenly become this the outstanding team that we knew they could be and what Rich said is absolutely spot on it's very much like the snooker where the winner often plays poorly in the opening rounds and then peaks at the latter stages and they really are peaking um, they're almost unrecognisable side from the one England played um, last month if only just because they've got Shaheen Afridi you know, last three matches, seven wickets for 60 runs, less than a run of ball. Um, I, I just think they have got to have a close to a 50-50 chance. It certainly isn't a 59-41 split that the um, odds suggest. Yeah, you don't often have to believe that Pakistan are the better team or the outsider is the better team at those kind of odds. You've just got to kind of believe that they are... Uh, as good or can get a foothold in the game and I think we it's pretty easy to make a case for Pakistan certainly to do that Richard Mann who wins and how yeah I'm team Pakistan I, look, I think as punters it's really hard isn't it because if someone put a gun to your head and said he'll win you would probably say England but if you're going to get six to four Pakistan then then as a punter I've got written down here 50-50 match so you're going to take the six to four out yeah I think it's, it's a battle between Pakistan's exceptional bowling attack, by far the best in the competition, and England's dangerous batting lineup. Probably not consistently the best in the competition, but as we saw against India when they get it right, boy, they're really dangerous. I think what will happen is, I think Pakistan, Shaheen Afridi will look to pick the ball up early and get some lateral movement. We've seen that happen a lot at the MCG. Uh, and obviously, with weather around. And then I think once we get into the the middle overs, I think the ground dimensions will really suit Pakistan because they have a pace advantage over England, particularly if Mark Wood isn't fit and I can't see him being fit myself. And I think Harris Ralph, um, Nassim Shah and Wasim, they'll ball pretty short at England and let your heels and Butler try and take them on square with a wicket hooking and pulling. Massive boundaries here. I, I just don't think they'll get away with it um, like they did in Adelaide, such short square boundaries there. So I think that's how Pakistan win the game. I think with pace, raw pace, up front and then go back of the length in the middle part of the innings. Uh, this may be a complete washout, Paul, uh, so feel free to tell me to shut up. <laughs> innings runs advice, I mean, it's it's probably a waste of time with the weather forecast. No, I, I, I sometimes it presents an opportunity, the weather, with this, because, you know, they'll pay out if, um, I think it's six overs a bowl, or it might be ten. Um, 
I think you would have to go unders. Um, Rich makes an absolutely brilliant point about the difference of the MCG and been able, England been able to play in their usual aggressive style. You know, that may have been a factor as to how they lost to Ireland here, right? I think they're going to they're struggle to um, post a big total. And generally, 160 is a very respectable um, score at the MCG. Uh, so... If we can get odds, if we can lay odds on about 160 or over, I'll definitely be going for that, especially for England, but either side. Just give me something in play, a trade, an angle, something technical, Pat, perhaps uh, as quick as you can to finish this one off, Richard, and then, then to you, Paul. Yeah, so uh, look, England, England um, I think they'll win their six over race. They've done it throughout this tournament. I mean, what were the 60? Three for not in the power play today, 70 for not against Sri Lanka, even when they struggled against Ireland, they were 37 for three. Pakistan's best effort in six overs has been 55 for not against New Zealand, and then we've been way down low 40s. Pakistan go slow and catch up later. England go hard early. Um, that's the way they've always done it. Obviously, they've got a good attack to county here, but I still don't think it'll be enough. I think England will win the race, and if you can get anything around the 46 mark, I think that's fair enough as odds on pokes go. Paul? Hey, um, usual, uh, unders for sixes at the MCG. There's no odds up yet, but I suspect it will be around 10.5. That's generally where it's been in the tournament. To repeat the stats, last 41 matches there, big bash or internationals, 29 produced fewer than 10 sixes, 35 out of 41 fewer than 11. Hmm. Uh, to quote Sam Collins, lovely stuff. Uh, excellent. Uh, we've picked our winner. It's Pakistan. So much for patriotism. Best bets are still to come. Now let's sort out the top performers for the Betfair Sportsbook markets. Who are the players to follow in the T20 World Cup final? We're going to kick off with top England bats and top bowlers. Uh, Richard and Paul are going to give their views. I'll give you some stats. Uh, these are the guys to follow on win rates, Butler and Wood with bat and ball, respectively. Nothing has changed there. Uh, we've been saying this uh, for some time. Also, Butler, great record against Pakistan, according to Tasneem Samarkhan. He's 21 to 10 with Sportsbook. He could be boosted, so check out uh, the Betfair Sportsbook odds beforehand. Hale's 13 to 5. We're going to mention him again. Moeen Ali is 20 to 1, but he's uh, getting closer to 5s. Uh, on his win rate, Wood is three to one uh, for top bowler Sam Curran, eleven to four. Uh, a doubt over Mark Wood's fitness, though. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, names and numbers, and a brief reason why you are backing the ones you are backing. Uh, Moeen Ali, twenty to one. Sam Curran, fifty to one. Could even be tempted by Chris Jordan at hundreds. I think England could be out for a low total here. This could be easily be won by someone in the middle order with 25. And frankly, that's just the wrong price about Moeen and Cohen. Uh, same question, Richard Mann. Find your top England performers, please. Yeah, you're going to shake your head, but I was going to go with Stokes because I thought number four was a fair fit. And I, and I just think we've seen it already in this last couple of weeks. Big match before my 2019 World Cup, he did it. So six to one, I thought Stokes was fair enough. Curran with the ball all day long. He's been England's best bowler at this tournament. Balls at the death. And if Wood comes back in, more responsibility on Curran at the death. He's a fair bet. Good. England players to follow, Dan. Pakistan, for me, very simple on win rate. Uh, as we know, uh, we've been saying this for some time as well. It's Rizwan with the bat and Afridi 
with the ball. Another win for Rizwan in, in the semi-final, uh, much to our disappointment because Richard was on uh, Baba for top match bat and he just got done. Uh, Rizwan really should be odds on on uh, win rate how often he wins that's how good he is of course we know he's not going to go off odds on and also you've got to bear in mind the weather here uh, bets are void unless we get 10 overs okay so remember that one um, could very well e- easily be a 10 over game though and then you've got you know you've got an even better bet on Rizwan a 3D big edge too on how often he returns sports but go 11 to 4 a pair yeah, they can't split uh, Rafridi and Shadab, we can probably do that. Richard Mann, who are your two here? Uh, I'm going to go with Baba, class act, and I'm going to probably go with him in the top match batsman market um, at, at sixes for, for a bigger price. I just think he, he's coming good. Um, no, no real preferences with the ball. I'll probably go with Harris Ralph. I think he should have taken more wickets than he has done, but I think... Bowling short here at his pace, he could he could pick up a few caught a deep fine leg or something. So he'd be my tentative selection. Okay, Paul, over to you. Uh, I certainly could back Rizwan if he's boosted to eleven to four. Um, and I agree with Rich Harris Ralph. This is his old ground for Melbourne Stars, where he where he played so well in the Big Bash, and he always bowls at the death. And he's you know he's got a good win rate himself. He's probably due at this point. Okay. Any other business before we call time on T Twenty World Cup final? Uh, man of the match. Anything else you've seen on Sportsbook? Uh, Richard, you first. Then Paul, please. Yeah, I, I'm just going to bit of a hunch here. I'm going to put Stokes up in the man of the match market at fourteen to one. Uh, look, he did it in the 2019-50 over World Cup final. I know he, he's looked off the pace in T Twenty, but better against Sri Lanka. Big match player. Big performance. Um, and, and the other thing is he's been opening the bowling and he's been swinging it about a bit. And look, if we think conditions are going to be challenging up front with a new ball, he, he could nick Rizwan Baba out maybe, shape the game for England, and that, that might earn him the vote. And for the same reason, I quite like Iktikar Ahmed as well for Pakistan in the middle order. There's a bit of Miss Bull hack about him. I like him. Real calm operator. Ball's good off spin too, and I think he might get through some overs here. At 20 to 1, probably to smaller stakes, I think he's worth a doubt as well. Okay, and for me, I'll just Shahina Freedy eleven to one man in the match is very tempting, um, as far as players are concerned. But I'm going to just go on about my favourite little obsession, this margins market. So if my logic is right, and the um, we get a relatively low first innings total for whoever bats first, it could make sense to back both teams to win by eight or nine wickets because they're big price those options. So it's 22s and 25s for England, 25s and 33s for Pakistan. Pays about 5 to 1 overall. That's both teams to win by 8 wickets and or 81 to 90 runs or 9 wickets and 91 to 100 runs. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And the wickets keeps uh, weather on side, of course. Uh, All done then. Cards most definitely marked for the G on Sunday. Loads of bets to be had, but... Which ones are the best ones? This is best bets for the T20 World Cup final, England versus Pakistan. The guys have got five units to spend on the biggest game of the year. It's Paul Krishnamurti to go first. I'll have two points to win on Pakistan tournament winner, 2.46. So I'm going to have two points on England to 
the highest first six, six over score. Okay, and so this is four half a unit bets. England to win by 81, eight wickets or 81 to 90, and nine wickets or 91 to 100. Pakistan to win by eight wickets or more, eight wickets or 81 to 90, and nine wickets or 91 to 100. Half a point each, odds range from 22s to 33s. And I'm going to have a unit on uh, Ben Stokes, man of the match, and half a unit on Iftikhar Ahmed, man of the match. I'll have half a unit on Shaheen Afridi, man of the match, and I'll have half a unit on Moeen Ali at 20 to 1, top England bat. That leaves me with one and a half points left, which is going to go on Sam Curran, top England bowler. Best bets done for you. Make a note of those ones and best of luck to everybody. Cricket Only Better is back on Monday, would you believe? Because we've got an ODI series between Australia and England. And, well, why not? India and New Zealand are going to meet in a T20 series. We'll see you then.